Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, we take on a couple of villains to sort out whether bad stuff is also illegal stuff. George Santos won a seat in Congress by lying to voters, but is that a crime? And Kanye West made it clear he hates Jews. In England, he'd go to jail for that. Here in America, did he commit a hate crime? Listen to Too Many Lawyers on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I fucking love them. I can't get enough of them. Let's hear that boss the next. Big job there from Duffy and Frank Mir is hurt now. Down goes Duffy. Oh, Cole. Frank Mir does it again. Rock'em, sock'em, robots here. Oh, my goodness. I believe there are a couple of absolutely self-involved bullshit artists. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian. Yup, and we've had a podcast since April of 2015, and we're doing our first Sunday episode today. It's October 4th, 2020, episode 270 of the Anik and Florian podcast. I don't know if you got the BattleBots haircut ready to go, but but you look pretty good to me at 8.30 a.m. Pacific time on a Sunday morning. Good morning, my friend. What's going on? What's going on, dude? Yeah, you know, I had to had to look somewhat presentable. I looked like a caveman over the last few months. So uh, here we are. So uh, I know all of us were tracking your Twitter feed last night, watching UFC Fight Night Home versus Aldana, <laughs> hoping for some mean tweets out of Ken Flo. You kept it pretty tame last night. I did. I was in a good mood. You know, uh, you know, listen, I, I thought we saw some good fights. Uh, the main event and the heavyweight fight was a little, little slow, uh, you could say. But, um, you know, good, good fights overall. All right, headlines today brought to you by Mint Mobile. Breaking up with your old wireless provider just got a whole lot easier thanks to Mint Mobile. They were the pioneers, by the way, the first company to sell premium wireless service online only. And now Mint Mobile is introducing their premium unlimited data plan for just 30 bucks a month. So let that sink in. I'm paying like 110 right now for my line alone. So I've made the switch to an unlimited plan with Mint Mobile for just 30 bucks. And you got to ask yourself, how much is your soon-to-be ex-wireless provider charging you? And what exactly are you getting for your money? 
You go online only. You eliminate the traditional cost of retail, and Mint Mobile passes that significant savings right on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can also use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number, all of your existing contacts as well. So if it took you a while to get Kempflow's cell phone number, you're not going to lose it with Mint Mobile. Kenny and I have really enjoyed the Mint Mobile service thus far. It works great at our residences, all that stuff. But if for some reason you are not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile gives you a seven-day money-back guarantee. So why not at least look into it to get your new unlimited wireless plan for just 30 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash Florian. That's mintmobile.com slash Florian. Cut your unlimited wireless bill to just 30 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Florian. All right, let's get to headlines. Headlines. It's time for headlines. I have some very urgent and important breaking news. Headlines. On the John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. All right, at Kenny Florian on Twitter, if you're not following already, circling and sidekicks was poisoned for Aldana, dominant performance for Holly Holm. So I woke up having not seen the fight. I did ingest those 25 minutes this morning. It's Holly Holm by unanimous decision, 50 to 45 times two, dissenting judge, 50 to 44. Dominant performance. She mixed it up well. A lot of people say this was her best effort in years. The hunger and the desire still burns for Holly Holm. I know a lot of people in Mexico and beyond certainly expected maybe a little bit more in terms of adjustments mid-fight from Irene Aldana, but you're the expert kid. Talk us through the main event that happened about 12 hours ago. I really nailed that prediction, huh? Got it. No. Uh, yeah, I, I picked Aldana. Totally got that one wrong. She just wasn't ready. And, and, you know, I think you said the key word there, adjustment. Um, Aldana just never was able to make the, the proper adjustment uh, against Holly Holm, who kept circling uh, to her left repeatedly. And uh, she was doing a great job of any time Aldana just wanted to take that right, that straight uh, direct route to try to land anything of a combination uh, she was disrupting that forward progression by Aldana with a sidekick repeatedly. And I thought it was a brilliant strategy. Um, she was mixing things up with her takedowns as well, which I think threw Aldana off as well. Holly utilizing her strength, utilizing her conditioning uh, to just, you know, I thought uh, deliver a, a solid performance. I thought, you know, when you look at the experience difference with, between home and Aldana, um, I thought that whole Holly Holm finally kind of delivered a performance where she did what she was supposed to do, you know, supposed to do. She went out there. Um, I thought outpointed her, uh, did a great job, didn't really take a whole lot of damage herself. Uh, and, you know, just won that 50-45 solid. I don't know if it was a 50-44. It was close when she got that mount there and landed some, uh, you know, a couple shots, but some of those shots didn't really land for me. Uh, they were saying that there were some big elbows, but the elbows never really landed. So I'm not sure I would have given her a 10-8 necessarily, but uh, it was close, but uh, certainly a 50-45 for Holly Holm. Your comments dovetail with what she said in her post-fight interview in terms of her performances not always lining up with the work that she has put in prior. She's deflective in terms of giving the credit to her coaches, and they obviously uh, had a game plan, and she executed. She mixed it up, had a takedown in every round, at least going into the fifth, they said on broadcast. And you also talked about her conditioning and her cardiovascular strength, barely breathing going back to the stool after round four. So no surprise that she was able to sustain that output deep into the fifth round. And her most violent moments in the fight 
were late in the fight when she felt like she was absolutely in no danger of anything coming back from Irene Aldana. But uh, those that uh, that wanted to bury Holly home at this point, uh, that is decidedly premature, and she still factors in to this bantamweight division. I think it's hard to talk about this result without also talking about the context of Jermaine Durandamy and Juliana Pena, Ken Flo. So, uh, so let us get to Jermaine Durandamy, a winner by technical submission, the guillotine choke there in round three against Pena. Uh, talk us through it, if you would, Kit. Yeah, this is a mixed martial artist that continues to evolve. You look at the way that she went out there and almost submitted uh, Pena early uh, with that Von Flew choke, uh, then eventually getting that guillotine choke, that high elbow guillotine choke was just nasty. Um, just brilliant stuff from Durandamy, who is showing uh, evolution at a stage in her career where you just don't see that with other fighters. And I think that's what's so impressive. You should see that, but you don't see that with a lot of other people, especially someone who's been, what, a 10-time, whatever, 11-time Muay Thai right, world right, champion. Right. You know, a lot of people, a lot of fighters love doing what they're good at. Jermaine Durandamy is getting in the gym and working on her weaknesses. That was clear. She looked sharp on the feet. She looked good on the ground. Awesome to see. I definitely expect her to be fighting for a, a title in the near future. I really do. Yeah, give her another title shot, shot soon was what you were saying on social media over the weekend. And you're right. She is evolving. And certainly you would think, as Dan Hardy said on broadcast, people are going to be trying to take her down and grapple with her because of her striking acumen. Yeah. So uh, might as well have a guillotine that can put somebody to sleep. And she certainly went to it. And I thought a nice job by Dan Hardy as well. Kenny, recognizing that the leg had gone limp, you know, a shade before the referee was able to yep. get in there. So for Juliana Penny, obviously, this is frustrating because I still believe it's a, a championship ceiling. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I just I just love her her meanness on the ground and not out of the realm of possibility that she's going to be able to knock somebody out with some of these ground strikes. But I thought the the result was sort of there for the taking. Kenny, the win was there for the taking late and and Jermaine Durandamy closed the show, as they say, in in the best of ways. But for Pena, this is this is tough in terms of those uh, those title aspirations. It, it sure is. You know, I think Pena is very tough. I think physically, you know, she's She's a powerful woman in that division. Um, and I thought she she fought well. She had a good strategy out there. That was clear. I just don't think she's evolved enough as a striker to say that she's going to have the ability to get back there and maybe challenge for a belt at this point in her career. Um, she just looked a little desperate on the feet, um, wasn't so technical. And of course, when you're going against someone like Jermaine Durandamy, it's going to be tough to look good on the feet. But still, I didn't see that development from her. She hit some beautiful takedowns, though, which was exactly what she needed to do it against someone like uh, Jermaine Durandamy. She just didn't expect that uh, high elbow guillotine, though. I think grappling wise, you would have expected her to be more dominant against someone who doesn't have that same kind of ground experience. So unfortunate for Pena, but one thing's for sure, Pena mentally is always going to be there. She's always going to give it her best and she's always going to give it a, a, you know, give you a tough fight no matter who she faces. I think overall it was a good weekend for the women's Bantamweight division calendar wise. I don't know that this win for Holly Holm is going to resonate as much as she would like because Amanda Nunes next will defend the featherweight belt against mm -hmm. Megan Anderson. And, and you do wonder what Amanda Nunes long-term appetite is for, uh, for cutting to 135 pounds, no pun intended. But, uh, again, Holly Holm and Jermaine Durandamy after a big weekend, certainly going to factor prominently in that mix. Uh, Carlos Felipe over Jorgen de Castro by unanimous decision in the co-main event. I thought Felipe won the fight. I thought this fight left a little bit to be desired. If I'm being frank, I said last week that DeCastro was a prohibitive favorite, meaning can't go near him at that minus 260 price. Uh, what did you think uh, other than not much of the co-main event, Ken Flo? 
Yeah, you know, this was this was a tough fight. Um, I think both guys were really hesitant. Were really kind of respecting the other uh, fighter's power. Uh, and you know, I I thought De Castro was just really hesitant. For, uh, you know, more hesitant certainly than Felipe. And I think that you know they both tried. You know a lot of long range weapons early in the fight, utilizing leg kicks and things like that. But I thought that it was the Brazilian fighter who really was more willing to try to fight and, and bring the fight to the other guy. And I thought really that was the difference. You had another tweet again at not the fake Kenny Florian on social media. <laughs> and I don't know what this was in reference to. I think the biggest misconception about head movement in striking is that it's not in association with moving your feet. And that's just not the case. Can you keep your feet planted? Just move your head and avoid getting hit. Sure. But it's not safe and it is not ideal. What was that in reference to? If you remember? Yeah. You know, I think the commentators were talking about uh, head movement and, and, you know, moving your head. Uh, I forget the fight. Damn it. Um, I forget what fight it was. Uh, um, Anyways, point stands. Yeah. yeah, the point stands. You know, the guy was just kind of moving their head and they were talking about head movement and the importance of head movement. But the guy wasn't moving his feet. And that's why he was getting hit. And, and for me, you know, a lot of people talk about head movement like you're supposed to just stay in the pocket and just move your head against a dude with, you know, four ounce gloves. It does not work that way. This isn't TV. It's not magic. An actual guy who knows how to move his head will always utilize it in association with moving your feet. So it, the same thing you saw Anderson Silva when, you know, against Chris Weidman, where his feet were planted in the mat. He was yeah. kind of trying to move his feet. And as good as Anderson Silva was, he still got hit and he got hurt. And that's exactly what happened because he wasn't moving his feet. Yeah. He got knocked out. So, um, again, you know, I think that it's important for, for the fans to understand that, yeah, head movement is just a, a part of it. It's not just moving your head. It right. is moving your whole body. You got to move right. those feet. Imagine how good Longo's head movement would be if he actually moved his feet as well. Let's, yeah, uh, and the hair is kind of holding him down too. So. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Let's, uh, let's get to Ray. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So when you are at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel a touch overwhelmed. Perhaps you're not showing up the way that you would like to. I can certainly relate. You know, there's a phrase in the song, there's no business like show business, and it says there's no people like show people. They smile when they are low. And for me, being in the public eye has been challenging, at least in terms of always projecting happiness when perhaps that's not how I'm feeling. Well, whatever your situation, working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. And when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws your way. For me, it's imperative that I'm my best self in order to just perform at a high level. And when I don't feel that way, BetterHelp is a great option and a great resource for therapy. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. That gets you matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch out anytime for no additional charge if you're not happy. For me, I'm on the road about 119 years, so being able to connect with someone remotely was absolutely huge for me. And my mindset really candidly has changed for the better. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Florian today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Florian. It's now time for the Ray Longo Minute. I want you to punch a hole in this fucking chest. That's what I want. The Ray Longo Minute. Ray Longo. The John Anik and Kenny Florian Podcast. 
All right, support for the Anakin Florian podcast comes from the official electric razor of UFC Manscaped. Manscaped truly has everything you need to keep your package nice and tidy and is the best company in the world when it comes to men's below-the-belt grooming. Their top-notch ball trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0, will keep you clean without any of those nicks and cuts. Manscaped is partnered with top-tier MMA athletes as well, middleweight champ Israel Adesanya, and many others who understand that hygiene matters and also know what it takes to be the best. So does this revolutionary men's grooming company, Manscaped. They just redesigned this thing, the Lawnmower 3.0. It features this great ceramic blade proprietary advanced skin safe technology everyone who experiences this ceramic blade says it is a completely different experience than using one of those old-fashioned sharp metal blades that is what this is all about that's why these things are selling i'm telling you accidents truly will become a thing of the past and for our listeners out there who who are men like you don't want to use the same trimmer on your face as you're using down there i've been there i'm not there anymore let us help you get there 20% 20% off free shipping today. Go to manscaped.com right now. The promo code is AF. That's it. Promo code AF for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Yeah, Ray, what were you saying before you were so rudely interrupted by our by our technical issues? Yeah, I tell you, John, it's one thing to go to the gym and keep learning. You know, as a martial artist, that's that's always the game plan. But to be able to go in and still have the passion and 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 really Bring the fight to your opponent. Like she wanted to be there. That's the difference to me. It's mm-hmm. not. It's it's learning new things, but then having the the balls to go in and try them on that stage and to iron out the wrinkles in a in a main event fight. I think is is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that hunger, and for Holly Holm, there's no denying that it is still there. And in a different climate, were Amanda Nunes not to be the champion. This could happen pretty quickly for Holly Holm, right? Three straight wins, I think it is now. I know that when you tell the sort of career narrative on her, it's hard to ignore the four consecutive championship fight losses, Ken Flo. But uh, I, I would agree with Ray that uh, if she is committed to uh, to adding in some forward motion and being a pressure fighter, you ain't going to out-cardio her, that's for sure. I mean, fresh as a daisy in round five. So, yes, I think for a Holly Holm fan, you got to be – about as encouraged as you could possibly be short of getting a finish last night. Yeah, definitely. Ray made a great point. I mean, you got to get in there and want to fight and, and have that passion. Uh, and, and Holly definitely demonstrated that last night. Yeah. And the, and the other thing I think the other thing is she made a statement last night too. I think she alluded to something that people try to tell her to retire and she'll go out on her own, ter- on her own terms. She unequivocally told those people, I'm not going anywhere. Right. And I think, and she proved it. It's not like she just said it. You know, you hear a lot of people that just talking. They're on social media. They're not backing anything up. She went out and did it, man. I'm telling you, I, I really hats off to. I think uh, again against a, a girl that could punch. We know she can. She hits hard. We know the Mexicans are hundred percent. They're tough as hell. Uh, she took that girl to school, and I think Aldana will grow from it. Uh, I mean, technically, Kenny, we could talk about that for days, how she just kept following her around in the circle instead of trying to cut her off. And I understand why she might have been doing that. But at some point in time, you have to abandon whatever you think was supposed to be working and try something else. And I think if she just started stepping over to her right, it would have opened up a lot of things for her. So are you home or are you at the gym right now, Ray? I'm home. So what time would you normally get up on a Sunday morning? I was a late 10.30 p.m. Eastern start for that main card on ESPN last night. I was long since retired. But what time would you normally get up on a Sunday morning, if you don't mind me asking? About 3 p.m. 
<laughs> no, no, I normally get up around 11. Okay. 11. So did my text wake you up today? I mean, you knew no. we were taping on Sunday. Did, did you think at all last night as you were? Oh, did you do the post fight show, by the way, UFC fight pass obligations <laughs> last night or no? Uh, John, um, uh, it's funny you uh, asked that. Yeah, that thing got over about quarter to three last night. <laughs> Whoa. Um, all right. So I, they well, are I'm up. Okay. This is what we do. All right. So. Right? As you're going through the motions, and I know you would never go through the motions, but as you're going through that post-fight process last night, did you remember that we were taping today, or did you did you forget that? No, no, I remember. I I, I knew it. So you knew I was texting you at like nine thirty. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I. <laughs> yeah. What's your well, point? Where are you going? Ray, with? Ray, 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 Ray looked like a teacher telling it, telling telling him that you know, hey, listen, I I forgot my homework. Yeah, I, 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 I swear I did it, but it's at yeah. home. I so well no I mean I, you have gotten progressively more sensitive over the last two episodes I used to be able to knock your balls around like it was nothing and now all of a sudden you care no I was gonna say maybe I'll talk to our former producer TJ DeSantis and maybe just get some of that audio and just pipe it into our show so we don't wake you next Sunday morning you know that's all that's all oh, oh man. man recycling right. at its best I take it back I didn't do the show list <laughs> so uh. I, I'd imagine you uh, you didn't get into Aljamain Sterling, but but since it's been a few weeks since we've talked about Aljo, I know Cody's producing his podcast on the side, the Weekly Scraps. Got to be weekly with a title like that, so it's nice to see Sterling churning out content. But uh, when is this Piotr Jan fight happening? Anything you can share to for our audience before we let you go back to bed? Man, I mean, I'm hoping, and what I what I hear, it'll be early December sometime. All uh, right. Well, mid December. All right. But- that's about all. That's about it. Nothing's confirmed, but uh, right. I think that's what they're looking at. All right. And last thing before we let you go, did you get to see any of the uh, Fight Are Island fi- documentary? What's that? Are you firing me right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kenny, I think he's firing me. Are you kidding me? Because he, he the got star that- of the show. I'm going to fire the <laughs> star can't. of the show. He can't. You're too powerful. <laughs> you can't. He can't. He's Even so if he wanted fair. to, he can't. He goes, uh, did you do the show list? Okay, let's just get the last question. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, right. Yeah, enough of I get it. that. I no, get it. no I'm not going to fire the star. Even if I wanted to fire you, you have way too much power. As Kenny said, at this point in time, you're the star of the show. Uh, we even led the show with you straight, three straight weeks to get the listeners off my back. So, wow, no, nice. we're not firing you. No, but my last question was going to be uh, Rory Carp uh, produced an hour directed, I guess is his title, an outstanding uh, – Fight Island documentary, Declassified, I believe it's called. Did you see any of that on, on ESPN Plus by chance, Ray? I think you'd like it. Uh, no, I, I saw right. clips of it, and it looked great. Yeah. And, uh, and Rory, Rory's great, man. Shout out to Rory. What a Clark. great guy. Great, what a great, great guy. Great guy. Does a great job. Uh, man, I haven't seen him in a while. If you're out there listening, Rory, I hope you're doing well because he's a really nice guy. I didn't even know he produced, but I, I'll, I'll actually look at that today because the clips look great. Um and, uh, you know, I got a lot on my queue. I have to look for, uh, you know, I got Sarah yelling at me every day. Did you see the episode of looking forward to a fight? Right. <laughs> so I got to do that first and then I'll move on to the documentary. He was at his comedic best. And, uh, yeah, he was giving Jim Norton shit on their podcast uh, for nothing, not nothing watching. to what he does, Nothing to what he does to me. Trust right. me on a daily basis. Right. Because you can come on here back to back weeks and call him a, a bad listener and a repeater and gluten free and uh, yeah, 
<laughs> so, uh, so I'd imagine that post-fight show is probably taking care of you a little bit better than the Anakin Florian podcast. <laughs> so great. <laughs> so this great. Is, yeah, I love it. Yeah, this is you at your best, man. This is outstanding. <laughs> well, it seemed like you were kind of upset with me last week, and maybe I'm reading into yeah, it. Definitely. Ne never, ever upset with okay. you, ever. Right. Ever. <laughs> Just remember that. You passed me over as the super nice guy to our listenership, and uh, I just want to live up to that expectation. Tenflo <laughs> knows the real me. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna oh, let man. you. Uh, we're gonna let you get out of here, but uh, you know, we're we're just happy for everything that's going on for you. You media <laughs> fucking mogul, you are, and uh, Ray Longo Minute merchandise at anikfloriampodcast.com. Some percentage does go to charity, of course. Some percentage will go to Ray Longo, and the ultimate goal is to sell more Longo Minute merch than actual Anakin Florian podcast merch. So, uh, <laughs> to the star of the show, and get the last laugh. Anything else, Raymond? Before we <laughs> John, this is this is phenomenal. I love seeing you like this. You might have a forget Dean Thomas's stand up. You have to get up there. <laughs> your, timing, your timing is impeccable. <laughs> Come on, Ken, you agree with this, right? This he's is good. We've seen him. He's good. He's sharp. He's, he's sharp. He's, yeah, he's sharp. Yeah. <laughs> I love his passive aggressive approach to this. <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. Well, yeah, I didn't want to shortchange the athletes today, but I felt like we had to hash that out on the air. Did so. we talk about any fights at all? What, did we do? <laughs> what exactly well, did we accomplish? It, are you? <laughs> hey, for I, those of us not on Facebook, like where do they access your show from last night if they want more fight talk? In all seriousness, anywhere you can find that? No, all right. go to Fight Pass. Right. UFCFightPass.com. <laughs> hey, we love you, buddy. Absolutely love you. We'll talk to you next Sunday morning. Ken Flo obviously has battle bots, so he is unavailable on the next two Mondays. So. What are you oh, laughing at now? Well, next Sunday morning, that call's coming in. So You guys make me laugh. You We're going to make it extra early, Ray, okay? That's Bring so that I'm coffee. Bring you know, that I'm coffee. not going to do the sixth round next week so I could be fresh and <laughs> bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for my oh, friends. There That's we go. That's how it's called. And we yeah. get jealous every once in a while, Ray, okay? Sorry. Oh, crap. This is horrible. Horrible. Uh, All right, guys. Listen, enjoy your Sunday. <laughs> I guess your NFL boycott continues. So uh no, that's that's mandatory. All right. <laughs> so what do you do on a Sunday? You just uh train or something, work out? Uh, exactly. That's yeah. that's, that's all, all right. we do the same shit every day over here. Every right. day. I got Marab, I got Marab coming in late. I always look all forward right. to that. Yeah. All right. Is that black iced coffee or uh or diet coke? No, this is uh what's known as a cold brew. All right, cool. There we go. All right, good. That's uh, yeah. And if you if it was Diet Coke, make sure you pour it in a glass and don't let Ken Flo see you uh drinking that stuff. All right. Hey, we gotta get out of here. We gotta spin this thing forward. Marlon Madice, Corey Sanhagen, you prepared for both athletes. Who wins oh, the main man. event this weekend? Wow, what a great fight that is. Great fight. Who do you have? Who do you have? Uh five rounder? It is. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Sanhagen then. Interesting. You know, if it's a five round, if he survives a first, you know, onslaught, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, Marais is, is really good, but I think he, he struggles a little with the cardio. And uh, we'll see if that could, if he could drag him into the fourth and fifth round, I'll take Santagan. All right. 25 minutes, 30 foot octagon, Fight Island. We'll talk to you about it next Sunday morning, my man. Thank you so much. Take it easy, guys. Yeah, Ray. At Ray Longo MMA on social media.
Raymond Peter Longo every week here on the Anakin Florian podcast. For many guys out there, a lot of their identity is wrapped up in their hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when we get into our 20s, 30s, and 40s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it feels like a good time to panic. Unless you're Anik shaving his head twice a week, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Well, thankfully, there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35, and the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. Get treated from home, no doctor's offices with Keeps. You can visit a doctor online and get hair hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines as well. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. Treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free and you'll find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and why more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. I've had a lot of friends seek treatment for hair loss and they've got the horror stories to prove it, but now there is a clear direction for anyone with hair loss who wants to solve the issue for good. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash AF20 to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash AF20, keeps.com slash AF20 to get your first month for free. And you got to get ahead of it. If you are on the right side of 30 still, I know a lot of guys out there, you got to get ahead of it. You can't just wait till you're bald because then you're in real trouble unless you're like me and you give yourself a skin fade every fifth day, which I have done for 20 years. But man, people who are watching my twin brother on Remember the Show with Bilal Muhammad and see that I can grow hair down to my shoulders, like they don't understand why I choose this look. They just don't understand. Um, I grew my hair out once, you know, it's fucking white everywhere. <laughs> Done with that. All right, we do have a pronunciation of the week this week. Now, first, I want to get to the fighter that's actually on the card this weekend. Then I'm going to try to prove a little point, and I'm going to try to do it efficiently. But this fighter, Cody Merrow, has had a super productive 2020 thus far. It all actually happened in the month of August. He won a contender series fight, then his UFC debut. He now faces Joaquin Buckley this weekend on ESPN+. Plus. Cody Merrow, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed on a Sunday morning. Of whom, of, of whom am I speaking? Well, Kenny, you laugh because you're about to tell me that I'm wrong, but Impa <laughs> Kasanganai is fighting this weekend. All right, let's hear how uh, the fighter says it, Cody. Impa Chilobo Kasanganai. That's pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I would not have gotten that one. Dang. What do you think, Anik? He definitely nailed it. And not only did he nail it, he sort of deadpanned, which means that he has either listened to the file prior, <laughs> I love you, Cody, or practiced it. No, but Cody takes this seriously. And you can't just say Impa Kasanganai if you haven't practiced or if you don't take this shit seriously. So, Cody, that's a fucking hit. And I don't really care how you got there, my man. Now, we also have well a file today, Ken Flo, for a okay. fighter that competed at UFC 253. His name is Danilo Marquez. We're playing this file to, to sort of illustrate how difficult it can be for announcers to get it right. So in our effort to get it right, you're going to hear Marquez say his name two decidedly different ways. Cody, uh, please play the file if you would. Danilo Marx 
Danilo Marques. It's two different pronunciations. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate what the it, man. Hell, dude? So what are you supposed to do with that, man? So seriously. At one point, there was a fighter from Fortis MMA. His name is Kennedy Nzechiku, okay? And he pronounced Nzechiku two or three different ways. So I walked up to the athlete, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> Kennedy Nzechiku? And he's like, perfect. I'm like, all right, then that's what we're going with. But, like, you say it three right. different times on the file. So just sort of I think fans are interested in that stuff uh, to varying degrees. But there's Danilo Marquez saying his name two different ways. So have a small Damn. circle that I confide in, my producer Zach and Lappy. And uh, final answer, Danilo Marquez and, and Cody. That's the way he was referenced on broadcast. So Kenny Florian, Kenny Florian. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. There you go. Man. Depending on how you look at a name, I get John Anique far more than I get John Anik, you know. But again, like our producer, Zach Candido, like you mess up his last name, all of a sudden he's Candy Toe, right? He don't want to be fucking Candy Toe, you know what I'm saying? So you got to be careful, folks. You got to uh, emphasize the right syllable. All right, lot to get to UFC Fight Night and Marais versus Sanhagen. And one thing I can assure you, I will be staying awake for this main event. I'll drink coffee at 8 p.m. Eastern if I have to. I can't wait to see them lock that 30-footer behind Marlon and Corey. To that end, let's get to the main event challenge. It's the main event challenge. And it. The time is most definitely now. I finished fights. I'm going to do everything possible to win. The main event challenge. The John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. And it is time for the main event challenge as we welcome on South Florida's Ian Parker. He's a Northeasterner at heart, though. So when they call us Floridians and then they start to bang on what is now our home state, we do have to remind people that uh, we were not born here like my son, right? I mean, you bang on my son. He was fucking born in Boca Raton. 125-123. You both went one and three, grabbed a point with Jermaine Duran to me. Ian, it's nice to see you, man. Not a great weekend. One and three on the uh, on the tally there. What would you think of the uh, fight card overall, sir? Um, some decent finishes, you know, obviously Holly Holm, I thought put on one of her better performances since Ronda Rousey. I think Kenny said it best. We finally saw a relaxed, non-stiff, non-hesitant Holly Holm and you see what could happen. And I was actually kind of impressed with her takedowns. You know, I didn't think, uh, Aldana was going to get taken down so easily, you know, high takedown rate, uh, defense rate. So, uh, overall card was eh, some bright spots with Casey, uh, Kenny Casey, Casey, Kenny, whatever the hell his name is, but, uh, he looked great. Those rib shots, goddamn! That other guy's oh. pissing blood. Be pissing blood for at least two weeks. I do not uh, envy him. And Jermaine Duran to me with a pretty uh, slick sub in the third round. You know, like I said, I really thought that. I think she's very underrated. I think she's undervalued as someone who's number one. I think her versus Holly. Uh, not that you want to see the same shit happen over and over again, but that's right. the fight to make. That's the fight to make. I agree. Oh, Amanda fights against Megan Anderson. So. Right. The first meeting. You can understand why there would be some promotional pause to run that back, but it's aligned right now. It would seem to make all the sense in the world. I was surprised neither one of you went with Carlos Felipe, given the way our system scoring plays out, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. right? You get three points for that versus one point for Jorgen DeCastro, Ian. I know there's rounds and methods and all of that stuff, but this system rewards underdog selections, and I feel like uh, you in particular have been pretty chalky lately playing a lot of favorites. <laughs> um, it's not an insult. No, it's not a compliment either, but it's fine. Um, I'm going. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just. Listen, it's been a fucking terrible weekend. We're gonna try and salvage this shit. We're good. Listen, listen. It's, it's. Listen, we're, we're good. I'll just answer the question. I'll answer the question. Um, 
not enough on Carlos Felipe for me to really, you know, take a shot and potentially let Kenny back into this thing, you know? And against Jorgen De Castro has fought, I thought, better level competition. Look, did I think it was going to look like two fucking warthogs rolling in a thing of mud? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Castro was going to be the less sloppy, muddy pig? Yes. Um, that was not a good fight. I just thought Felipe obviously put his combinations together. I mean, look, did anyone think that was going to go all three rounds? No. Uh, I'm trying to block that shit out. That was one of those fights that I just, I mean, that ref though, he must've had the under in that fight because he, these guys get together. It's like, all right, we're going to break it off the fling for the fences. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah, listen, I agree with you. That might've been one to take a shot on, but just wasn't enough for me to really possibly give Kenny, uh, any, I, I don't want Kenny coming back. I really don't want to win. Strategery. Strategic. That's right. I want, yeah. I want that fucking chair. I want one round in the cage with Kenny. I, I don't. I don't even care about you following me anymore. I just want to fucking get my ass right. beat by you at this point on yeah. camera, so we got some good content. So let's yeah. go. The, yeah, oh, the Instagram follow ship has sailed. Are you standing up? Today? You're extra fired up for this segment. Are you standing up? Um, you know what? I've had three cups of coffee. I've been up for a little while. I am standing because it's been pouring, so my usual blue cushion is soaking wet. I didn't feel like uh, having. That no, situation. it looks good. Standing yeah, up looks good. I'm able to flex a little bit better in my traps. So it's, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got a little Brock Lesnar thing going while I'm standing. When I'm sitting, it just looks fat. So we're good. Yeah. I used yeah. to do my UFC voiceovers at UFC headquarters standing up on a microphone. Now I, I do it sitting down uh, on this exact headset that you're seeing right now. Um, but that's neither here nor there. All right. So let's see if you have an <laughs> underdog selection for us today, Ian. I do find myself, though, Kenny, in an interesting predicament, right? Because mm. people are constantly asking me for plays and who I like in certain fights. And sometimes it's hard when you and Ian are so aligned for me to get that out of my head, even if right. I liked Holly Holm or if I liked Felipe. So sometimes I uh, I don't tune out the noise. And I say noise in the most complimentary way. But sometimes when you guys are on Aldana and someone asks me on the main event, it's like, eh, maybe trust those guys. They're watching all the film. Right. Right. Well, That's we got nice. that wrong. We certainly got that wrong. So, All right. Well, uh, let's move it on. Yeah. First pick for this week is going to be at heavyweight. Uh, the King of Kenosha, Ben Rothwell, a modest 200 favorite here against the plus 170 underdog Poland's Marcin Tabora. So you got back to back wins for both guys. But for Rothwell over Stefan Struve and Ovin St. Prue. Ian, how do you handicap this matchup for Big Ben this weekend? I really like this fight for Big Ben. I know you were probably hoping for an underdog play, but this is definitely not the one. Uh, Tabora winning his last fight. Listen, Tabora's a good athlete. He's one of the smaller heavyweights. He's got good speed. But Rothwell's just been around way too long. The experience is there. I just think he's better everywhere, and I don't think that is going to be able to take down Ben Rothwell. Rothwell's chin is really good. He's got great jujitsu. I think as long as Rothwell stays composed, doesn't try to go for the kill and overthrow his punches and just like completely keep him, get himself off balance. I kind of think this is tailor made for him. And I'm actually surprised. I feel like this is a little bit of a step back from his last couple of fights from who he's been fighting to be like name recognition wise. So I do like big Ben Rothwell here a lot in this fight. Can flow Tabor has two wins in 2020, last of which came at UFC 251 in the same octagon on fight Island against Maxim Grecian. Your thoughts on Tabor and Rothwell coming up. You know, I, I don't really have a whole lot to add to what Ian said. Uh, I think he summed it up pretty well. I, I think that Rothwell is the better fighter everywhere for the most part. He's got the more experience. I think he's going to be the larger fighter on fight night. Uh, and, you know, obviously we have heavyweights throwing down. Anything can happen. But I do think that Rothwell is positioned well uh, to win that fight. All right. Co-main event. Blanco Tequila. Rocks. Splash Pineapple Juice. Edson Barboza. Minus 250. Makwan Amir Khani plus 210 
Ian, we'll need the round and the method of victory here. As many of you know, Edson Barboza did drop that featherweight debut to Dan Ige back in May. Split decision, though. I thought a productive performance. I did think Ige won. I might be in the minority there. Um, so good performance, not necessarily the result. Ian, what do you think about Barboza here against Mr. Finland? If this fight stays upright, Mr. Finland's going to probably lose a leg here. You know, look, uh, where where Amir Khani does his best work is on the ground when he takes the back, you know, and I just think that Barbosa's takedown defense, especially when Mr. Finland, I like that nickname. It's like a nice little uh, superhero situation there. I just don't really see him setting up shots that are going to be something that Barbosa hasn't seen. I think Barbosa goes for the legs early. I think there's such a difference in the striking there. And I think that this may be kind of a uh, refresher for Barboza. You know, as long as this fight keeps standing, like I said, I go Edson Barboza, second round TKO via leg kicks. All right, Edson Barboza, the pick to click for Ian Parker. Ken Flo, Barboza's got one of the better highlight reels in the game, but you can also say Makwan Amir Khani is as, as watchable right now as any fighter in the sport. He's got momentum. Interesting stylistic matchup. How do you think it plays out? Yeah, you know, I think uh, Amir Khani uh, is aggressive and definitely will seek that takedown. I just don't think he's going to get it. I, I think that Barbosa has faced guys with better takedowns. Um, and I think in a three-round fight, uh, I think this favors uh, Barbosa um, to the point where, you know, I know he's kind of a heavy favorite at this point, maybe around 250, right? Uh, minus two, uh, is it? Right. Yep. Minus two fifty. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would actually probably bet heavy on Barbosa in this one. I think he's going to win pretty, pretty decisively. Might might get a stoppage uh, in and around the second round. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I like him to win this fight for sure. I think he's going to beat up Amir Khani on the feet. All right. So Ken Flo sees some value there on minus two fifty. We'll see where it closes. For the record, Ken Flo, what's your round and your uh, method there, kid? Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go with uh, third round TKO. Round three TKO. All right. Main event as we update the Anik Florian podcast poll question at Anik Florian pod. 68% of you at last check like the underdog Marlon Madice plus 135. Corey Sandhagen is the betting favorite in the main event at a mi minus 155 clip. We'll need the round, the method. Ray Longo likes Corey Sanhagen coming off his first UFC loss to Aljamain Sterling. Of course, that was in Las Vegas in the 25-footer. Marais is still the number one contender. He did get the win over Jose Aldo at UFC 245, but of course, Aldo was awarded the title shot against Piotr Jan in some part because Marlon Marais had already competed for the belt against Henry Cejudo. Then you may recall Marlon Marais, Kenny, was in line for a headlining opportunity in Kazakhstan against Piotr Jan, but Piotr Jan was pulled for the title fight that was vacated by Cejudo. Uh, and now we have what can only be described as a true eliminator on Fight Island. Sandhagen, Marais, Kenflo, the masses need to know. Who wins? Well, this is just a phenomenal fight. I, I think for Sandhagen, he has to be extremely careful in those first 10 minutes. Um, I, I think Marais is extremely explosive. He's going to be the faster guy. Um, I think I think he probably has more power as well as far as, you know, knockout shots. Um, and I, I think his best bet against Sanhagen is to try to slow him down, uh, beat up the legs. But I think what is still trying is still kind of having problems, uh, I think, with pacing himself. And the fact that this is a five round fight makes it um you know, it, it that much more interesting to me. Uh, I do think Sanhagen uh, is very bitter about that last performance against uh, Sterling. Uh, I don't think we saw truly what uh, he was able to bring to the cage. Sterling just got him, uh, took advantage of it, and just closed the 
close the fight real quickly, uh, really quickly and looked phenomenal in that fight. But Sanhagen is better than that. And I think that um, Sanhagen needs to get that footwork going, looks, look for some takedowns in this fight, mix it up, utilize that range. And if he's able to do that, I see Sanhagen, Sanhagen winning this fight. Uh, let's go by decision. All right, Corey Sanhagen by decision for Ken Flo. Ian, what do you think about the main? I like Marlon Moraes. Um, <laughs> so it's interesting uh, what Kenny said. I agree with him for the most part, especially with the part with the fight with Aljo. We really didn't see what Corey Sanhagen is really made of. It's hard to tell when either you win so quickly or you lose so quickly. However, one of the key things I said about that fight with Aljo was experience. You're going from Rafael Sansao, right, to someone, Aljamain Sterling, who we didn't even think needed to take that fight to be the number one contender, right? So not only are we taking him off a... Barry, I hate to say the word embarrassing, but like that loss definitely sticks with you. When you're not used to losing number one and then lose so dominantly and so quickly in a fight where most people thought you were going to win, you know, that does something to you mentally. To jump right back in there with the another number one contender, a guy like Morais, who's been around forever, fought top level competition, who had a 10 8 round against Henry Cejudo until he gassed out, essentially, right? I just don't – I think if Corey Sanhagen can't get this fight to the ground, and when I mean get to the ground, not be in the guard because Morais is also a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, he's got to take the back. If he doesn't take the back, I don't care about the footwork anymore. Morais has seen it all. I think Morais is better on the feet. He's got the experience. I think as the underdog, John, that you were looking for, here's where I make my play. Marlon Morais, um, ugh, I don't like the five-round situation. Kenny's got a good point there with the cardio. We don't really know – how that works with him. We saw that fight with, with Aldo. Uh, give me, you know what? I'm going to go Marais by decision. All right, Marlon Marais by decision for Ian Parker, plus 135. You seem to be more aligned with the fan base. And I'm not looking for you to pick underdogs for my sake. I'm saying if this challenge was part of my life based upon the scoring system, I'm just telling you that I'd be firing on underdogs because it's not like it's my money, right? It's like I'll fucking make a dumbass of myself and drink a bunch of shots on camera if I have to, right? It's like, but it's a different thing going to the window and betting Carlos Felipe than it is in our scoring system. Yeah. You know, I'm, a, yeah, but that's I'm all. also, I'm also not John Anik. You know, if I start swinging for the fences and I miss, I don't know if I have my spot here come January 1, 2021. The duck gets shot dead in the game of duck hunt. You got to think there's some other incentives here. And I can't blow what I did last year with Kenny. I fucking gave it to him last exactly. year. Exactly. What he's saying and, is that he feels the pressure of, of Florian. And you, he knows that the last six months is when I really turned it on. So right. last three months, like I, I'm, that's the only time I'm really, really accurate. The rest of the year, I'm kind of all over the <laughs> yeah. place. Yeah. Listen, you had a nice comeback. I came back. Uh, the last <laughs> thing I'm trying to do is let you finish the fight. Exactly. I voiceover. I feel you. I want it to be my voice come 2021 saying <laughs> the duck finishes fights because that's what I'm trying to do here. You know, and John, I, I get it. Listen, there are definitely some plays that I look back and I'm like, you know what? I was kind of feeling it, but I did that with Greg Hardy when he fought Volkov, you know, when I was kind of like, yeah. eh, did I really, yeah. it's really yeah. the right move to do right now. So I'm not, yep. I'm not letting Kenny back. I right got now. you. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a two point lead for, uh, for team Anik team Parker. We'll figure out what the hell to call it in 2021. But, uh, yes, the best way for you to earn your seat in 2021 is to beat Ken flow. Cause you would be impossible to deny. All right. We're going to get you some NFL picks on the way out of here. The pick to click between me and Cody Merrow. 
two and one for me. Cody is one and two. Now the games still haven't happened yet. So we're going to give you a second play for week four. Cody's already on the Arizona Cardinals minus three and a half. I gave you the Indianapolis Colts minus two and a half at Chicago. Uh, so no week five play. It's a second play from Cody in week four. Who else do you have for our listeners, kid? Well, John, I mean, you talk about doing shots on the podcast. If the Cardinals come out and lay an egg today, I'm going to have to do shots next week on a Sunday That's morning. Right. So That's right. everyone's got to tune in for that show if you need a tease. <laughs> but today I'm rolling and with the Bucks minus seven. Even though I was so rudely interrupted, I'm still rolling with the Bucks. I am the only New Englander on here that's sticking with Tom Brady. I used to have that's a right. line into some tickets. We won't talk about why I can't go to the Tampa Bay game. The Chargers <laughs> ranked tied for fourth in most giveaways. Tampa Bay is second in takeaways. I love the aggressive defense and the uncertainty at QB for LA makes me love Tampa. And yeah. I mean, Gronk's got to get started at some point. So it's me and the Duke of Dover rolling with the Tampa Bay Bucks today, minus seven. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I do like that. And I do like Gronk to, to get going. And if he makes a big play, then maybe that helps them cover the number. I like the Buccaneers defense though. And I feel like matchup wise, they should win this game by double digits. So I might tell you on that one. I'm going to give you the Miami Dolphins plus six Seattle Seahawks are the toast of the town and rightfully so, but I've been pretty good at uh, taking points with Miami at home. So uh, second play for me will be Miami plus six, even though it did not make my five uh, in the circa million contest that I will lose or whatever the fuck that is. All right. Before we get out of here, we remind you, remember the show with Bilal Muhammad and Jason Anik will be live on Thursday. Stay tuned to social media for details on the exact showtime. But Darren Till will be there, as will top UFC welterweight contender Gilbert Dorino Burns. We thank our sponsors. Thanks to Longo, Ian Parker, Cody Merrow at the controls. And we are right back with you next Sunday morning. Will we be talking about Corey Sandhagen or Marlon Marais? I don't know, but I can assure you we will be talking about the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung and Brian Ortega T-City coming up in the main event October 17th from Flight Island. Until then, don't text and drive. To everyone out there not named Pat Militich and Ray Longo, try to wear your mask for the greater good. Look forward to next Sunday. Until then, yo later. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.